I am home indeed. Amen. I want to celebrate every mother in the room. God bless you indeed. Thank you for the sacrifice of mothering. And the Lord will pour out his grace on your life. In Jesus' mighty name. All right, let us pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you breathe on your word and make it live. Cause it to become seeds that are viable. Seeds that will not die on the hearts of men. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Turn your Bible quickly to the book of Romans chapter 8. Sorry, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. If you are a student of the Bible and you see um, what is written in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, beginning from verse 11, how that God has called some apostles, have called some prophets, has called some pastors, called some evangelists, called some teachers. It says that the reason for which this diversity of the grace, graces that is in the body of Christ is established is so that the people of God can be equipped for ministry. I thought that all that there was about ministry had to do with the fivefold ministry. But the scripture is saying that the fivefold ministry are people that enjoy because of their designation, um, 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 a dimension of God's grace that gives them the capacity to equip the people of God. So the context in which ministry is seen from the book of Ephesians chapter 4 is that every believer is supposed to be in ministry. So what the fivefold ministers do is that they equip the believer to be able to identify the stream of grace that is at work in their lives so that they can minister thereby. So what I want to bring to our notice quickly in the next 25 minutes is what I titled the ministry of the believer. You know, that's what Pastor Mark is trying to build us to be able to function in. There is a deposit of the grace of God that is upon your life and it is expected that it overflows into a certain kind of service that God wants to bring either to this house or to this community or to this region, all right? Uh, okay, that's why we teach, that's why we preach. In order for you to discover that investment of God upon your life and maximize your calling to serve out of that investment. We said yesterday that you cannot serve God except you have a gift. So I want to show you that you have a gift. 
and the gift is supposed to manifest in form of a ministry. Romans chapter 12. Beginning from verse number 4. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one member one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Stop there for a moment. When we talk about gifts, most of the time, the average believer unconsciously begins to refer to the gifts of the Spirit. But in the book of Romans chapter 12, we see a new stream of gifts. And this set of gifts are called gifts of grace because the Bible says that we have gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us. So the, the spiritual energy that powers these gifts is a unique kind of grace that you have received from God. And there is a dimension of service that God is expecting you to bring to this house, to bring to this community, to bring to this nation on the strength of that investment. So the Bible say, also says that these gifts that we have are differing. You know, once upon a time, I was compelled to do a teaching on why we are not the same as believers. And one of the points I raised in that delivery was that we were wired with different dimensions of grace. So even though I like the way my friend Apostle James preaches, I don't have the grace, the equipment to preach quite exactly the way he preaches. And I'm not, I don't want to preach like that because if I try to do that, it will be obvious that I'm struggling. I don't have grace for it. So, you see, each and every one of us need to um, go on a self-discovery. And one of the elements of this self-discovery is to find out what grace is functional on your life. If you find the grace that is functional on your life, you are going to be a blessing to so many people. There is ministry everywhere there are people. So don't look for pulpits, look for people. And God has equipped you with something that you can, you can bless someone with. And, and that's what this teaching this morning is about. And we are hoping that we'll have like um, three minutes of activation. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So we have a long list of possible gifts. You might find yourself in the reading, and if you do, take out time to explore further until you are able to find the handle for the gift that God has blessed you with. If you are still with me, say amen. amen. You, are not, you are not with me. 
So, no, 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 don't try. Stop. Pray first, then start again. You're, we're in the same, we're in different locations. What you're playing is not where I am. And if you continue that way, I will not be able to flow in the spirit. I feel like a dwarf in the spirit right now. All right. So, um, it says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us, whether prophecy. Let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Amen. There is a confusion here because I know this is an apostolic church, so there's so much of the word of God in this house. So I need to clarify this confusion because we have prophecy in the scripture as a gift that is powered by grace. And we also have prophecy in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning from verse 1, prophecy as a gift of the Spirit. So what is the difference between prophecy as the gift of the Spirit and prophecy as a gift of grace? You see, like I said yesterday, if God sovereignly wants to manifest a gift through your life, a gift that he has already made available installed capacity in your spirit. You see, the thing about the gift of the spirit is that you have installed capacity of that gift in your spirit like a software, but it's only the Holy Ghost that can operate it through you. So if the Holy Ghost does not come and descend upon you in measures of weights and glory, that gift, even though it is in your spiritual configuration, your spiritual DNA, it will not be able to manifest. You cannot call that gift to comfort at will. That gift only comes into oppression when the Holy Spirit comes upon you in heavy weights and he decides to operate it through you. Right? But you see, the thing about the gift of grace, are you, are you with me? Okay, so in order for the gifts of the Spirit to operate, the Holy Spirit will have to descend upon you in a measure that is heavier than the measure you carry around from place to place, all right? And when he comes upon you in that measure, he triggers the operation of that gift. But you see, no, no. You see, now I don't have sight because Lord give my brother grace to do what you have called him to do in the name of Jesus. The first thing is this, the sound is wrong. That's the first thing. The sound is wrong. Now, so stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. I'm, I'm hoping that um, if we synchronize, I'll be able to do a brief practical session to illustrate, but that's dependent on if we synchronize. Now, stay with me. Um, so, Prophecy, for instance, as a gift of the Spirit, is an inspirational gift. And when the weight of God's glory comes upon you, such a brother or a sister that has that gift from God, when the weight of glory comes upon you, then the fountain of the gift of prophecy opens up. And you begin to hear in your heart the things that God 
wants you to say. Now, as long as the inspiration keeps flowing, you keep speaking the prophetic word until the inspiration ceases. All right? So it means that your, your receptacle, your, the organ through which you receive, and the process of speaking happens almost at the same time. But you see, in the gift of grace, prophecy as a gift of grace, it's not dependent on the weight of the glory of God coming upon you. It is dependent on the presence of the spirit of God that is in your recreated human spirit. Are you with me? For instance, the Bible says we have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. We know all things. We have a knowledge faculty, a spiritual knowledge faculty that is part of our spiritual installed capacity. It is through that investment that we can have access to spiritual knowledge. Are you still with me? Yeah. All right. So that doesn't come. You, you, that unction, you bear it around everywhere you go. It's there. Right? So it is through that investment of God, I mean the presence of God in your recreated human spirit, that you can hear the voice of God. You can sense the move of God. And that's why, you know, you hear it within you because that's God's workshop. And that's where he is. That's where the Holy Spirit operates from. And you can hear the mind of God. You can perceive the heart of God right from within you because the Holy Spirit, are you there? Causes your human spirit to hear God, to perceive God, and the weight of that um, intercourse between your human spirit and the spirit of God, through an activity of the Holy Ghost that is called discernment, you are able to know what is on the heart of God. And all of that happens to you just because the spirit of God, through regeneration, has his abode and his operating system upon your heart. Now, when you, when you pick from God, it can even take you two weeks before you bring yourself to the place where you want to say what God has said. You see, in, 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 the, in the case of the gift of prophecy as a gift of the Spirit, your receiving and speaking is at the same time. But in the case of prophecy as a gift of grace, your receiving and your speaking doesn't necessarily need, in fact, it's not at the same time. Are you there? Yeah. So the first gift that was mentioned among nine gifts of grace that is captured in the book of Romans chapter 12 where we read is prophecy. I need to explain prophecy. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Now someone will, in order for me to do a quick job and have time for practicals, someone will need to help me with a few readings. Can someone help me with all, you, can you put it on the board? Revelation chapter 19 verse 10. Revelation chapter 19 verse 10. If you find it, just read to save time because it's all about time this morning. Revelation chapter 19 verse 10. Yes. And I fell at the feet to worship him. And he said unto me, 
he said unto me, See, you do it not. I am your fellow servant. And of the brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Uh, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Um, what Jesus is saying now is powered by the spirit of prophecy. So that's what the spirit of prophecy is, is what Jesus is saying now. Or if you want us to put it in a more sophisticated mode, we can say it is a proceeding word of God, what Jesus is saying now. And you can pick what Jesus is saying in the privacy of your communion time with God. Your heart can discern what is on the heart of God. And if by any means you discern what is on the heart of God, then it can only happen by the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy makes us discern what God is saying now. Is that clear? All right. Okay, let me take a scripture from the Old Testament so that I can bring a graphic picture um, that will aid our understanding. Can we do Exodus chapter 7 verse 1? If you find it, read. Exodus chapter 7 verse 1. Exodus chapter 7 verse 1. Okay? Next time, allow, allow a sister read. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's great. You know, it's Mother's Day, so let's, let's be sensitive. Amen. <laughs> Exodus chapter 7, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I've made thee a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Now, so God was sending Moses to Pharaoh, but Moses had a challenge. He had a speech impediment, and he did not feel um, competent for the assignment that God was sending him to dispatch. And he brought that complaint to God, and God now decided to... Um, Moses' supposed inability became a basis for which a ministry was created for Aaron. He said, you'll be like a god to Pharaoh. You'll be like an authority in the eyes of Pharaoh. But Aaron will be thy prophet. So if you see the use of the word prophet in that scripture, it is descriptive of a mouthpiece. A mouthpiece. You have God, please help me preach to your neighbor that God is looking for a mouthpiece. Do you know how, do you know how powerful it will be if, if a mother just had a miscarriage and she's dealing with the depression that comes with a sense of loss and while you were in your place of prayer early that morning, God now spoke to you about a loss that she had 
and that you should go tell her that um, he is aware of this situation and she, he is going to give her double for her loss. And you just walk to this woman overtaken by depression because of the circumstances around her and you become that mouthpiece to bring the counsel of God to that person. Do you know what it will do to that individual? And it will surprise you to know as we go on in the reading because I want to I want to read a scripture here. And the scripture I want to read here is First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, verse 24 and verse 31. First Corinthians 14, 24 and 31. If you find it, read. He needs a mouthpiece. The, the struggles that people encounter in their daily lives will be much more easier to bear if you could accept that you are going to be God's mouthpiece. I, I'm trying to bring a scripture. Have you found it? 1 Corinthians 14, 24 and 31. If all prophesy... and an unbeliever or an un uninformed person comes in, he is convinced by all. Now, he is convicted by all. What I want you to see in that scripture, no, you are not done. 31. Now, watch it. Are you with me? Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. What I wanted you to see in that scripture is that the Bible says that every believer has the capacity to prophesy at, in, in this area this type of prophecy. Every believer that is saved has the capacity to bring a prophetic word that is stirred up by the grace of God. And we know what the spirit of prophecy is. The spirit of prophecy gives us access to the mind of God. So the moment you can access the mind of God, it means that Part of the responsibility is that you are conferred upon because you can access the mind of God is to become a mouthpiece for God. A mouthpiece for God. Once upon a time, a politician in Nigeria, I was still um, in the oil industry then, and then this politician now comes to my office at work and, and, and as I saw her coming, I knew that she was into politics. And I knew that she was going to win the election. So when she stepped into my office, I told her, congratulations, you are going to win the elections. Meanwhile, she was just edged out in her party. They edged her out. So she was coming to weep in my office. Somebody, somebody that knew me, brought her to me so that she can weep there and maybe I'll pray for her, but she just stepped in. I said, you are going to win the election. I said, am I going to, I just go to HR. I said, then you need to hop into another party because you are going to win the election. So she, she went to another party. She won the primaries. Okay, there's something we call primaries. I don't know if, if they do primaries here. Okay, okay, they don't know primaries. All right, you are not the only one that wants to, to be in that, to run in that office in your party. So all the people that want to 
run for that office in your party will pick the nomination form which is ex exceptionally costly. All of you will pick it and then you will now do primaries. All the registered members of the party that are in that district are going to vote for who will be the candidate. So she won the primaries but it was manipulated. And the guy that now manipulated the primary elections went ahead to win the election. So she ran to me again trying to cry in my office. I said, go to court. <laughs> she said, no. And I told her, you, you go to court. She now went to court and won her seat. Guess what? She came to me when she was edged out of the party. She came to me when she was edged out of the primaries. Are you with me? She didn't come to me when she won the election. <laughs> kind of encouragement you can be to the next person by your side just because you were able to tap into God's frequency and you understand his mind for the person in a current situation God needs a mouthpiece he needs a mouthpiece for individuals he needs a mouthpiece for nations he needs a mouthpiece so in the book of first um, where are you First Corinthians. First Corinthians 14, 31. What does 31 say? 30, oh, my God. Sorry. 31. For you can all prophesy Stop one there. by one. That's all I want you to see. The, it, 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 the Bible says that we are all capable of prophesying according to the investment of the grace of God that is upon our lives. Each and every one of us has an unction from the Holy One, by which he can know things supernatural. So you can know the mind of God. You can know what God is saying. You can know what is on the heart of God. I had, had never met you before, but, but I, I knew you before I came. I had processed my meeting you in prayer and I've been introduced to you by the Holy Ghost before I came here. We know all things, the Bible says, because we have received an unction from the Holy One, making us such men and women that can become God's mouthpiece. mouthpiece. So there are two aspects to becoming God's mouthpiece. And, and, and that's what is captured by the metaphor, Moses and Aaron. Are you there? In the book of Exodus, chapter 7, verse 1, that I asked us to read. Right? The metaphor of Moses talks about the technology for, for receiving from God, the receptacle. And the metaphor Aaron is the technology for speaking what you have received. So those are the two aspects. Are you still with me? Can we press on? No, no, we can't press on. It's already time. We need to, we need to do some practicals. It's already time. Um, I'm going to round up with Acts chapter 2. No, no, Acts chapter 2 is not the best scripture for that. Mm. Isaiah chapter 53, I believe, will be the best scripture to round up with. Isaiah chapter 50, 
In Isaiah chapter 53, we have what we call the three questions of redemption. Stay with me. Are you with me? Yeah. Right. We have the three questions of redemption in Isaiah chapter 53. The first question is in verse 1. The second question is in verse 1. The third question is in verse 8. The first question says, who hath believed our report? Second question says, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? You know, many times when God comes into your space and God um, is trying to educate you about how he operates, the things he will tell you are beyond the scope of your logic. Um, you see, you, you can't walk with God from your head. Your head is limited, it's finite. And that's why your heart is a better organ with which to walk with God. Your heart is capable of believing even when there is no physical evidence. Your heart is a love organ. It can love without seeing. Your heart is an entry organ. It has so much capacity way beyond your mind. So if you see that scripture that says eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of my... See, the, the order in which those organs were, were, were written in that scripture is the order of depth of processing knowledge, eyes. Your ears are deeper than your eyes in information analysis. And then your heart is deeper than your ears. Are you there? Meaning that your heart is so vast. And that's the only organ that can deal with God adequately. Are you with me? Because when God speaks, it goes beyond your mind. So you will need your heart to be able to believe his report in order for you to be on the same page with God. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm of the Lord will only be revealed to such that believe God's report. I challenge you. I challenge you to believe what God, what you hear in prayer. Those things you hear, because most of you don't believe. Those things that come to you in prayer. Okay, imagine me in my village. In my village. You, you, oh, you don't know my village. Imagine me in my village praying, praying, and God now says, I'm going to take you to the nations of the world. You are going to be preaching to people that are not your kind. And part this uh, weekend is a confirmation of what took place. Meeting you is a confirmation of what took place in my village. It's sacrilege to think that way that a boy in my village will be in Exeter preaching to white people. It's sacrilege. You should be jailed for, 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 for thinking that way. It's, it's not the normal thing that happens. But who has believed that report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And verse 8 is the last question in the story, the prophecy of redemption captured in the book of Isaiah chapter 53. It says, he was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare 
next generation. That means he needs the mouthpiece. He was taken from prison. He would have spoken for himself, but unfortunately, he was taken. He was taken. He didn't have sufficient time to speak for himself, to defend himself, to defend his cause. He was taken from prison. He was taken from judgment. The, the, that day when he left home, he didn't know he won't come back anymore. That that would be his last day on earth. He was taken abruptly. He was seized from prison and from judgment. And you will notice that uh, according to the law of witness, if you want to condemn a man, you must allow him provide two witnesses at least to support his claims of truth. But in Jesus' case, when he was judged before Pilate, the allowance of witness was not provided. And that's why two witnesses will have to come in the end time to bring the witness that was supposed to be brought in Pilate's court. They will have to come with witness so that the entire justice protocol can be satisfied. The Bible says that he was taken from prison he was taken from judgment. And then the question goes, who shall declare his generation? Meaning that he needs a mouthpiece. That's how we're going to stop today. We're going to pray. We have six minutes. Are you with me? Six minutes. In these six minutes, meanwhile, it takes, it takes 35 seconds to hear God. It takes 35 seconds to hear. I, I know you don't believe it, but... Um, James, can you, can you run a stopwatch? Because we want to time what we're doing. Run a stopwatch. Let's see how long it will take to secure the mind of God. You know, whenever we, we, we say, we, we are going to seek God's face, some people say, ah. Because they are seeing, trying to calculate the distance between earth and heaven. So, ah. It's not that difficult. So I want to practicalize it right now. So the stopwatch, one, two, go. So we're going to pray now. It's already running. Can we pray? Now, this is how to, to secure the mind of God. As you are praying, maybe you came with your wife and you're sitting close to your wife, like my friend Henry. This is Laura, his beautiful wife. Forget about your wife for now. I know he can't do without his wife. He's always, hey, Laura, Jesus. But you see, for now, you just let go, Laura. So forget about who is sitting by your side. And then empty your heart of all your cares. Make it light. And then let's, let's strike at the Lord. All right? Can we do that? Okay. Hey, you, you all right? Oh, study, study. All right. So that's what we're going to do. Then we'll find out how long it will take before we pick his mind. And in order for you to know that it is his mind, we'll ask him to do something, to prove it. I think that's okay. It's not okay. So we'll cut it. We'll cut. We'll not ask him. Oh, we'll just, I, I, I need a response. I need a response from you. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So we, we are well in a moment of time. And this is what you do. You just keep speaking in tongues. Make sure that nothing enters into your mind that is from this environment. Shield it from me. Shield it from James. Shield it. And just. Exactly. All right, so let's, let's try. And just keep speaking in tongues. If you need to close your eyes to achieve focus, please do that. Please do that. Please do that. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I didn't say meditative, meditative. No. 
in the name of Jesus. How many? In the name of Jesus. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. I can't hear your amen. amen. We have 20, 20, 29 seconds. Did you pick anything? Because I picked too many things. Okay, one thing. Okay, one thing is I, 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 I heard the Lord speaking about a woman, a woman here, that has been having this pain on her right leg for a while. Pain. There is this pain that you have been living with, and the pain is on your right leg. And the Lord is saying that this morning is the morning for your healing. So where's that woman? You have this pain you've been managing on your right leg. Can you come? No, no clapping, no clapping, no clapping. This is what all of us, I'm just demonstrating what we should be doing every day. Every single day. You come and say, Pastor Mark, the Lord said this. Allow him to judge it. If it's from the Lord or not. But you have done what you believe you were dispatched to do. He needs a mouthpiece. The Bible says he was taken from prison. He was taken from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? I signed up. I signed up to declare his generation. To speak his kingdom. To speak his power. To speak his glory. And many times I've done that and people felt mad about my guts. Who does he claim he is? That's no longer my business. I was just a mouthpiece and I, I said it the, the way it came. I did not edit it. I just released it. I'm not, I'm not responsible for the consequences. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we are going to pray with her. Okay. Um, what's, what's the situation? Oh my God. Do you know the power of God is on you? Yes. You, you. yes. Are you aware of that? Yes. Okay. So he's the one that spoke and that's why the power is on her. You know, the, the power of God moves in the direction. Sister Laura, can you, can you help me? Okay. I don't want her falling on the ground. Okay. Now, the power of God moves in the direction of the voice of God. So if you can pick the voice of God, then you can move in the power of God. See, you just ask the Lord to do the things that he told you about. That's how power moves. All right? Like, okay, we want to ask God. Now, Lord, in the name of Jesus can you stretch forth your hand and begin to touch my sister's body from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet and let that pain be taken away let that yoke be broken that your, the weight of your glory might descend upon her in the name of Jesus Christ I ask so God that your mighty hand your Holy Ghost will come upon her so mightily I, I break that yoke of pain upon her legs in the name of Jesus
but I won't use it. Let's just stay with prophets, hearing God and doing what he wants, okay? Are you with me? I'm also seeing someone in the congregation, you have a hearing problem in one of your ears. I don't know what happened to you, but you, you have a hearing problem in one of your ears. And sometimes you, you, can't, you can't even take a call from that ear. You need to take your call on the other I'm trying to provoke you. Are you, are you seeing what I'm doing? I'm trying to provoke you. You see, the angel has come. It's Mother's Day. We, we shouldn't we shouldn't go too high. We should respect the mothers. Now listen to me. I just found out why the angel came. I know you don't believe there's an angel here. You don't believe that. No, don't, don't. Just stay with me. Stay with me. The reason why the angel came is because the angel came with um, something like, uh, ah, I'm using another gifting. How will we, how are we going to do this? Because I'm, this one is sight. It's not, this is a vision. Okay. Permit me to climb into something. All right. So this angel came into this place with something like a lamp, like a lamp. Ah, yes. Yes, the, 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 the hand of God is still upon her. She will soon, she will soon recover. Uh, the angel, ah, my time, sorry, time up. Oh. All right, see, so the the angel of the Lord that walked into this place came here with something that looks like a lamp, and I know that thing, I know that sign. It means that there is someone that is in this auditorium this morning that. God wants to begin to visit with prophetic dreams that when you go to sleep in the night and then this angel will come with revelations. Yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. I now know more. Now, this person is actually called into the office of a prophet. He's called into the office of the prophet and you've been operating in the prophetic at some level before this time, but now God wants to upgrade you because he's assigning this angel to be coming with insights around your life. And Lord, if, if what I am saying is true, this prophet that you are upgrading, this prophet that you are promoting, this prophet that you are adding rank to, I ask anywhere this prophet is in this auditorium from my left-hand side to my right-hand side to the back of the auditorium to the balcony up there, I ask, oh God, that your hand might begin to rest upon this prophet in a more mighty way, 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 in a more mighty way. Lord, let your spirit come strong. Let your, ooh, let your spirit come strong. Let your spirit come strong on this prophet in the name of Jesus. See that prophet there? She's not making this up. Are you with me? Who is with me? Is the cameraman with me? Now, this lady is a prophet. This lady is a prophet. And what is happening to her is that the angel of the Lord is beginning to cover her with a, a linen-like white garment which is symbolic of the presence of God that she will begin to carry from place to place. Grace upon your life. Today, let your sight in the spirit 
and your hearing in the spirit be open. See, she's also been given the gift of healing now. The gift of healing has been released upon her. The gift of healing has been released upon her. And there is a cyclical sickness that used to come upon her that comes and goes, comes and goes. Uh, the gift that she has re received has swallowed up that, that, that cycle of sickness right now. All, all, all of that took place just now. Are you, are you following what I'm talking about here? Now, I'm expecting that uh, you'll be on your knees and you'll pick some things and you'll send me a, a WhatsApp message in Nigeria and say, hey, I just, the Lord just, that's how we're supposed to be. Your life and destiny will not be in the shadows. You are thinking of sinning, you are thinking of sinning, you are thinking of immorality and then somebody sends you a message and thou shall not go. The person doesn't even know what thou shall not go means. But you know because you are, you know what is in your heart. When we function that way, everyone will be secured. Right, so you have faith. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, can you come? Okay. Yeah. So I was born deaf in my right ear. So he, he was born deaf in which of the ears? The right one. The right one. So, now, so, um, can you, sorry, uh, I love you, amen. Now, th th this is what you would do. Take your, this finger. Is there anybody start coming in for this same thing? Because you need to be following the instructions. Yeah, this, this ear. All right, so, this is what you do, and we don't need to do it too many times. Just one time, and everything will happen. Take this finger. Then you block the ear that cannot hear. Can you block it completely, if it's this way or this way? Block the ear that cannot hear completely. Are you still with me? Alright. So, I want to pray in a moment and rebuke the deaf in spirit. And let's see if if, if yeah, you may not hear. But, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I arrest every spirit of deafness. Deafening spirits be bound. Deafening spirit, be bound. Come out of the ear. Come out of the ear. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now I command you, ear. Hear in Jesus' name. Hear in Jesus' name. Remove this finger. Put this finger. Block the one that can hear. Yeah? Those of you around them, can you help? Help them test out that ear if they can hear. If you can hear, you let us know. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Now, now listen, listen. Okay, sorry, you can. Can you hear? Okay, now, now listen, listen. Don't ever forget this that the power of God, oh, you're not with me. Are you with me? The power of God flows in the direction of what? Of the will of God. So if I get an information from God, I can ask God, do it. That's how power flows. Power gives flow on the wings of the revelation of this. Yeah. 
I can teach you how to wield the power of God. I can, I can tell you that 30% of people they bury as dead can, could have been raised back to life. 30% of people that they bury as dead could have been raised back to life. That's for another day. Thank you for giving me um, 10 minutes. So I used eight minutes out of 10 minutes. So we still have two minutes left. And I'm gonna... Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask, let this be permanent in Jesus' name. Let this be permanent in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Two, two minutes left. 